Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops. I'm taking time to talk with friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share stories. Today, I'm joined by not just a coach and a colleague, but a brother. My brother, Mark Stoops, in his 11th year at Kentucky, taking on Florida, the Florida Gators here this week. Mark, the all-time winningest coach in uh, the University of Kentucky's history. He's got several, uh, you know, 10-win seasons, had four straight bowl wins, I think, until uh, last year or a year or two ago, Mark. But I uh, appreciate you taking the time in a busy week to join me. Yeah, thanks, Bob. It was good. Yeah, that's right. I had four straight bowl wins going until – so your alma mater beat me last year. So the Hawkins <laughs> beat me today. Yeah, your your and your alma mater. Yeah, that's right. We 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 had to play each other back to back bowls. So uh, right, I got them one year and they got us last year. So. And you were without your quarterback though as well. That <laughs> makes that it. makes a difference. But uh, Mark, the youngest youngest brother of four brother, but six children. Um, you know, just uh, yeah. special to have you, Mark. Proud of all your success. Right off the bat, since we're talking family, how's our brother Mike doing with you, coaching the linebackers? Yeah, Mike is doing great. He loves uh, loves it here. He's doing wonderful. I love having him. Um, you know, he brings a, a wealth of experience, and uh, I think he's really enjoying it. So it's been really nice having him on the staff the past two years. Okay. Hey, you have to appreciate I had my first Stoops game day bus experience last week yeah. traveling with the whole stoops gang about 30 of us going to the uh cincinnati game so uh you know how much fun that can be i have been on that excursion uh, you know many years ago i can remember your first couple years there at oklahoma and going to bowl games and the national championship games and we would have an entourage of people in on the bus. So I've, I've been a part of that debauchery before, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was a great time. Did it, I guess everybody made it, right? All the all, all the nieces and nephews. and Oh, and yeah, we had a big crowd. It was great. Yeah. yeah. That, but listen, uh, let's go back to your early starts. Mark also, well, along with Mike and I, uh, played safety at Iowa. And then uh, unsure, was a graduate assistant. Got into high school athletic director, then went back to coaching. Talk about your early influences, Mark, and and uh, how that road was for you, and what you know what. And obviously, in your 11th season as a head coach in the SEC, talk about that journey a little bit. Yeah, I think you know, you know, all of us, the brothers, we we all can can basically share the same story about where, you know, how we grew up, that's well documented, you know, of course, with dad and the influence that he had, but, and then you and I and, and Mike had the opportunity to play for Hayden Fry and, and just what, a, how fortunate we were to, to play under and get our coaching start under a hall of famer like that. And um, Bill Brazier. I, yeah. Yeah. And Bill Brazier, exactly. As our, as our coordinator, but you know, it's interesting as I talk to the players a lot in this world that we're in now with name, image, and likeness, and and you know just the the, the way that things are evolving so so quickly. And you know I sit there and tell them like I sit here in this big office like like it happened overnight. You know the first job I had was with one of your old colleagues with Jim Levitt. You know and Jim was a great coach, but you know he was a grinder. 
And I sat there and gave up that opportunity. I was an athletic director and working in high school, but I just missed college football so bad. So I went and worked with, with Coach Levitt there at the University of South Florida. That's when we just opened the doors. I mean, that it was a brand new program. You and, didn't even uh, play a game that year. We didn't even play a game. Matter of fact, yeah, you were at Florida as the defensive yep. coordinator, but I go to South Florida and I and I tell these players, I mean, I worked for twelve thousand dollars a year and I lived in a dorm. My roommate was Eric Wolford, and you know that that's not you know I mean, if I say that with, with love. But you know, Eric was my roommate. We made twelve thousand dollars a year. We worked around the clock for Jim Levitt, but it was one of the greatest years of my life. I went up to Florida because we weren't playing games and watched and learned from you so much, you know, and, and, and had that opportunity. And that was my, that was my start in, in college football. And I, and I loved that year at South Florida. And then uh, it was, it was a quick year. Then I left and went to Wyoming and uh, I hit, I hit it big when I went to Wyoming was the DB coach at Wyoming for Dana Dimmel. And I really loved that as well. It was such a, a unique place to live and just learn so much. And, and, you know, carried that 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 year of knowledge from from being at South Florida and learning from you and and doing my own thing at Wyoming and coaching that secondary. As a matter of fact, we had a very talented group and and just it 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 went on from there. You know, and, and years later, you know, also blessed to to spend the time that I did with Mike. Um, you know, and, and learned a lot from him when he was the head coach at the University of Arizona. I spent six seasons there. We, we had a great time, a great experience, and really did a lot. A lot of the things we're doing here at Kentucky, we were doing there. And Mike, right. was, we were so close. Matter of fact, I always one of my regrets is always when I worked for Mike, we, we were about one or two plays away, really one play. I was the defense coordinator. I had two opportunities to stop Oregon. We win that game, and Arizona's in the Rose Bowl. And never in the history of, 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 of their university have they ever been in the Rose Bowl. So, that was, uh, you know, some great memories, but also just like all coaches, uh, some bad scars here and there as well. Yep, the scars always hurt, no yeah. doubt. But yeah. that's okay. That's that's yeah. part of doing it. But yeah. jump forward too from Wyoming and what you're in. You're you're with the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. And uh, and I want to say 2001, you win the national championship with Larry yeah. Coker. The wonderful yeah. guy who we we both really enjoyed, and yeah. uh, talk about the secondary you coached in uh, <laughs> yeah. two thousand one, the national champs, as you were the secondary coach. Well, if you remember during those years, which I know you do, we were always waiting, you know, to play each other, you know, kind of to meet in the national championship game. Right. Because if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, well, you won it in two thousand. We we won it in. 2001 and then you played in it in 2002 and three and we just missed it so it was like each year miami and oklahoma darn near played each other in in the national championship game and we would have competed each other on a on a national stage which which would have been bittersweet and would have been a lot of fun but we always missed out on that we were always very close yeah Um, yeah that that secondary i had was one of the all-time greats i want to say i had six first round draft picks in one of our secondary pitchers there were six first round draft picks and the, <laughs> the, the leader of the pack obviously is ed breed the first ballot hall of famer you know with ed and philip buchanan mike rump and so many others that that was our secondary and then we were they were backed up by 
Sean Taylor, Kelly Jennings, and Antrell Roll, three future first rounders. So <laughs> you mean and, to tell me Sean Taylor was a backup? For one year. One year. <laughs> one, he only spent five semesters in college and he he, he would have gave Ed a run for the month for his money as far as the greatest of all time safety. And uh, you know, and and Sean was uh, an amazing talent. But yeah, to, it was a lot of fun. You know, coach coaching Ed and those guys was remarkable. That was the year we won the national championship because they were really pissed off that, that they didn't get to play it the year before, the year you won it. You know what I mean? In they lost one game. Yeah. Yeah, they lost one game that was really close. So the year I went in, they were very motivated. And it was an easy group to coach because Ed was the leader of the pack and he was he was the alpha and and led that group. And it was remarkable, truly one of the greatest secondaries I think they ever played college football. And then the next year when when they all the top four or five guys left and then uh, we replaced them with all these, these great talent. And I remember somebody asking me, you know, how's that secondary going to be? Basically we did it was James Lewis and Marquise Fitzgerald, the top five guys left. And I said, we'll be fine. We'll be just as good, if not better. And they all thought, Oh, this is some young punk, some young cocky guy just saying that, <laughs> but they didn't realize we had the whole D line back. You know, that helps at, at Miami at the time they were dominant up front. And had th three future first rounders coming in to replace them, and we're, we we were just as good that next year. But when sure. I when I really wanted to get those guys mad, I would just tell Sean Taylor and Antrell and Kelly or any of those guys, I'm like, well, wait a minute here. All right, give me a minute. Put on last year's tape, and I'm going to show you how it's really supposed to be done. And, <laughs> and, and those guys didn't like that at all. They used to get really pissed because they, they wanted to watch themselves on film. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now. Fast forward now to head coach at Kentucky in your 11th year. Talk about the first couple of years and where the program is now and some of the big changes that have happened. That's a big time, you know, 11 yeah. years. So talk it, about it, your growth uh, there at, yeah. at Kentucky. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's really hard to put into words, you know, the growth both I made and the program, um, you know, just you you know how it is. I mean, you really – you could be, you know, well prepared for, for sitting in the chair and being the head coach, but uh, there's so many things that come at you and you need so much support. I know you always said that and it, and it was, you know, one of the, the reasons for your success was the continuity from the top down. And I've had that same support. You know, I've had the same president and the same athletic director and myself. Right. We've all been here for 11 years and that does mean a lot, but they've also invested quite a bit, both in myself and our staff and in the facilities and the things that are needed, you know, anymore in this, this arms race, if you will, and, and what you're doing with the, the facilities and just the investment of people, you know, I've had great support. And, and when I say that, it's not just a cliche that it, you know, I said it day one, it takes all of us, but it's so true. I know from playing in your stadium and in, in, in playing you guys there, those fans, that passion, that energy, yeah. that, that commitment, that makes a difference. The tradition that you all have. Unfortunately, we didn't have that tradition. We're building it, but we have a passionate fan base. They've been very supportive. I think it's been a great marriage, if you will, between myself and this state. I think I, I just, you know, where we grew up, Youngstown, blue collar, just hardworking people. You know, one of the guys, you know, in the community 
And um, I put my roots down here, and, and it's now my home. And in coaching, as you know, we have to bounce around. You are so blessed and chose to, to yep. stay there for so long. And I've done the same thing here. You know, I feel like this place fits. It fits me. Uh, you know, I'm committed to them. I'm committed to, to this university, to the state. They've been very supportive to me. So it's been it's been a wonderful situation and we continue to want more. We continue to want to compete for championships. But, you know, that's not easy. And we'll, we'll just stay the course and continue to invest and continue to grind. And and eventually we will get there. You know, there's a lot to say just what you said about where you fit and you fit well. Yeah. The grass isn't always greener somewhere else when you when you find the right fit. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's just hard to beat and you've, you've made it a, a great place and you're building a program. You continue to build it. Yeah. Uh, you talked about your passionate fan base. Are they going to be able to, I heard your remark earlier in the week, <laughs> are they going to be able to get up for a noon? Yeah. Listen, yeah. we got to do it here at 11, 11 a.m. kickoff and yeah. our, our crew will rise up to the occasion. You got a big game with the Gators. The fan's going to be able to rise up and do it. Yeah. This is true. I've seen your atmosphere at 11 a.m. in your stadium. I mean, we have an extra hour here. And so when I was asked that in the press conference, yeah, I didn't miss a beat because it's the truth, man. I know our crew's going to be ready to go. You know, it, it took us a long time when I got here. You know, we hadn't beat Florida in 31 years. And you are a part of a lot of those, That's, you know, with you and your buddy, Coach Spurrier. And so uh, I had to live with that for a long time. We finally got over that hump. But, uh, you know, our, our fan base always remembers that. So the noon kickoff, absolutely no problem. Our crew will be up. They'll be pounding some beers. They'll be drinking some bourbon, and they'll be ready to rock and roll, I can promise you. Yeah, in Kentucky, it isn't just beer. There's some bourbon involved. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, and I believe you've won the game, uh, this game, three of the last four years, I believe, right? Three of the last five, I think it is. If three of the last five. Up today, I, I, yeah. But yeah, all it, all that matters is this one. Exactly. Yeah. Talk about just a few keys with Florida coming to town. Uh, yeah. They they really played well in their last game, beat Tennessee in a really sound way. Yeah. Uh, just talk about some keys to this game for you guys, Mark. Yeah, I, I think you know the first thing is 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 you know with with Coach Napier with Billy, they, you know they're they're a lot like us and they want to really be physical and run the ball, and we do as well. And and we've been inconsistent. At times on our side, you know, with with being as physical as we'd like like to be to set up the play action, they're the same way. Florida's committed to to running the football. You know, a lot of what they do and all the play action and explosive plays are set up about by being physical, and then and then you see the creativity in the playmakers and getting those guys the ball down the field. And I think that'll be a key on both sides. Who who can keep the balance? You know, who can be successful in the run game? to help set up some explosive plays. Both defenses are playing very, very good. Um, you know, Florida's been dominant. Uh, they're, they're statistically leading the SEC and one of the top in the country. And in, in, I think they're 2.8 or 2.9 yards per attempt on the rush game. So they've been limiting uh, rushing opportunities, and they've been uh, very creative in, in uh, mixing up their 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 defense with different simulated pressures and all that. So they're coming from all different angles. They love attacking and doing different, you know, just like you'd expect Florida to be. So they've been very good on both sides. Um, and, and we've been pretty strong defensively as well. I think for us, you know, 
we, we need to be consistent. We are averaging a, a, a lot of yards per, per play that the key is staying on the field. We're shooting ourselves in the foot with certain drives and, and sloppy play, whether it be a penalty, a turnover, or certain things that are killing uh, drives. You know, the games, when you're pro style and with the new clock rules, the game's going relatively quick. You cannot right. squander opportunities. You and I talked off camera, you know, a week ago about, yep. you know, us and how we're doing and just in not, you know, not accepting the fumbles and the sloppy play and the penalties and things of that nature. We've got to clean that up. You got to play clean. Yep. Penalties ruin drives, drop passes ruin, or, or yep. you're sure to punt. Turnovers, of course, immediately turn the ball over. All those things, if you don't play clean, you're going, you know, you're going to be punting the football, and you you can't yeah. do it too much. You're right. Yeah. Well, you got a big week, Mark. I appreciate you taking the time with me. Yeah. And must, I'm a media mogul now. How about I'm part of the media now? I love it. You get to do it right from your home there. I recognize the pictures in the background right there. So good. You're for in you. there somewhere, I'm sure. You're my first. You're my first guest at my bar at home. I so. I appreciate the time and uh, best yeah. of luck here this week. Go get go get Florida and uh, tell Mike I said hello. <laughs> I will. Thanks a bunch. It was a pleasure being on. Much success to you guys. Take care. That wraps up this installment of Conversations with Coach. Follow and subscribe to this channel and visit selloutcrowd.com to find out about upcoming programs.